Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week, we are going to be talking about Amy Schumer's new series called Life and Beth, which is on Hulu. But before we do that, TV news. I know both of us were pretty bummed. We recorded our episode last week right before some pretty big news dropped. Jordan, what was the news? I know you have less news, so I'll let you start. (laughs) Sorry, you can cut that out. The charity work you do on this podcast, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Um... Yeah, earth-shattering news, basically. Uh, Truly. Um, and just like that has been renewed for a second season. I actually, it's funny because, like, uh, I would have been shocked if it wasn't, but they also waited a really long time to announce that. It was like I kind of forgot that we were even waiting for an announcement. Same. Big time. It's so funny. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what they do with season two. I I really am intrigued to see what does Miranda's day-to-day life look like out in L.A. on this little trip. <laughs> and I want justice for Steve. I like that. I've seen a lot of media outlets being like, it's not confirmed that Che is coming back. So like, we don't know that yet. So I think that's Whoa. really interesting as well. That is, That would be very odd. but i'm excited to see what they do with the show now that they've had like so much public input like do they change what they do it'll be interesting i think it'll be a good science experiment yeah totally and i I mean like if che's not coming back especially like wouldn't it be fun to have carrie and miranda trying to navigate their lives as single now like and kind of like they've they've been through this rocky year and now it's kind of like, okay, now I think I'm ready to like actually try dating or something. We'll see. Yes, exactly. I w- would love to see that. Um, All right. Some news I have is that Starstruck, which is a show we've covered before and we both really enjoyed. I believe the entire season is now on season two is on HBO Max. It's like a show that's like in the UK, so it's been like airing on a different station for a while, and now all of the episodes are on HBO Max, so we'll have to watch it. Yeah, I was surprised that it it happened so fast. I thought we might have to wait longer, so. Me too. Great news. Christina Ricci actually is going to join that Wednesday Addams series they're making for Netflix. But obviously will not be playing Wednesday Adams. She will be playing a quote, exciting new character. <laughs> but I was just really happy because Wednesday Adams wouldn't be a phenomenon without Christina Ricci, particularly. Mm-hmm. And I also like this Ricci, Ricci Renaissance, Ricci Sance. <laughs> um yeah. I I was obsessed with her when I was a kid and she was one of the We had so many like good, cool female child stars when we were kids in the 90s and she was one of them and so I just love this resurgence yeah it's it's true that's exciting I'm I hadn't heard that they released the poster and 
date of the premiere for the next season of Selling Sunset, which is April 22nd. And there's a new character on the poster. Interesting. Is it you? Because it's a special birthday season for you. (laughs) It is not me. On your birthday Um, eve? But I am honored. The poster is pretty fun. Everyone's wearing like a different um, various pink outfits. And I love to see the assigned color (laughs) for the promo. We went from white to pink. Wow. I'm so glad that it's dropping so soon because we've got to get to that season. I've got to see. I've got to hear about the romance. The romance that isn't even around anymore. Yes. It's so. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't seen this poster. It's just so funny. It's like Chris is like (laughs) the queen of everything and like taller than everybody. And like Maya's just like popping behind the roof and they're just like gigantic (gasps) on this house yes it's hilarious they just it's it's so funny because like somehow in like the fakest poster ever like it's this it it's intentionally photoshopped like it's not supposed to look real but somehow Davina still looks like she was like photoshopped in last minute (laughs) (laughs) like her pink is the only one that like is a little too dark yes and like it doesn't it's just really I wow, I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch this. It's uh, great. Also it's confusing because it oh, I mean it's like it's a poster for selling sunset in general, but it says now streaming on this poster that Netflix oh, tweeted. Really? And like that's we know that's not accurate. <laughs> well the for yeah, the new season. The at one least. that the one that I have, it says April 22nd, Netflix. Mine is a so Netflix tweet that but says returns on April 22nd. The tweet says it, but then the poster says now streaming. That's so weird that Netflix would tweet the wrong poster, but just Jared would tweet the right one. Crazy. <laughs> it's like Net- this is Netflix's version of all those different succession posters. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with our heads. Okay, well, that's enough analysis for that, but wow, am I excited. I also saw that they released that Only Murders in the Building is going to be premiering on June 28th, so that'll fun. be fun. Very fun. My sister's birthday, um, so the birthday season's well, all around. So, so many <laughs> birthdays. Okay, Mae Whitman is going to be starring in a new series for Hulu, and it's a musical series. I did see this, and I... Tell me more. <laughs> um, I wish I knew more, but it sounds like from like very briefly reading... By reading, I mean skimming this article. It sounds like there's some pretty like cool people... Um, involved like people from tick tick boom and dear evan hansen and hamilton um frozen and wandavision wow those all have like um some good press (laughs) a very good press and like the synopsis just says that it's set in new york city 
In the waning days of 1999, it follows the extraordinary story of one ordinary couple, Lindsay and Miguel, as they fall in love and discover the single greatest obstacle to finding happiness together might just be themselves and the treacherous world of memories, obsessions, fears, and fantasies that lives inside their heads. Wow. So we'll see. She is like best friends with that one girl who was the lead on that musical series that got canceled on network Mm -hmm. TV. Yeah, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I was actually just thinking that same thing. And it sounds like not that was like a very specific plot line, but the Mm -hmm. way that it's like maybe they're all, it's just in their heads they're having these musical numbers is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Interesting. They only announced we'll her, see. right? They didn't say like who that who the Miguel character is yet. I wonder who he'll no, be. No, I've only seen her. I bet it'll be Anthony Ramos. <laughs> okay. That's you heard my it here guess. First, if it is. It's my guess. My last piece of news is that I don't think we talked about this when we discussed Love is Blind, but at the end of the Love is Blind reunion, they showed a preview for the next Nick and Vanessa dating show called The Ultimatum. And that's premiering, I think, like this week. This week? And wow, the synopsis of that show seems very interesting. Like, they just have a bunch of couples come into this place, and they're all couples where the someone's given an ultimatum of we have to get engaged or we're breaking up and then they all do switcheroos and like pair up with other people and like live together and then at the end they say if they want to stay with their original partner and get married or if they want to break up and be alone or stay with their new partner if that sounded confusing of me describing it it's because I am still confused. It's a very complicated plot. I wish they just called it the switcheroo, though. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. And actually, but all of made, made just... more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny that they even have to do, like, it has to be couples who have been given an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that's almost but... the the shakiest part. It's like, was this casting call like, hey, have you issued an ultimatum for your partner? And are they just dragging their feet? Do we have the show for you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But all of this is to say is that they announced that there's already a season two in the works. And it's going to be an all queer cast of mostly women. Which I am very excited about because there are no queer dating shows and I've always want them. Mm -hmm. The only one that I literally can think of was Tila Tequila. Remember Tila Tequila? Oh my gosh, yes. And so long ago. A million years ago and like, that's wild. Wow, very interesting. Interesting that it's... I know. That this show that's like brand, brand new is like going to be the one to do it, but cool. Yeah. We'll see. Wow. I'm very intrigued by that show. I want to see what this plays out like in practice because it really is a very convoluted setup. But I mean, it's kind of like Temptation Island, which I've never actually watched, but I know the premise. And it's probably pretty similar to what that is, but I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Well... On to the 
main event, Life <laughs> and Beth. Um, for our top three, we are tying um, songs to specific events that are all just shown in Life and Beth. So um, singing karaoke with your coworkers, what song would we sing? What song do we want to fall in love to? On Life and Beth, it's um, Butter by Miley Cyrus, I think. <laughs> and it plays multiple times, and I think that it is hilarious that like that's the song they chose okay i don't know if i realized that was miley but i did notice that someone said mike will made it and i was like that's weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's when i was like wait what is this song oh my gosh i just thought mike will made a song for someone that wasn't miley but no 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 um had to shazam it because i was like what is this song and it yeah it's slab of butter by Miley Cyrus. It's like from her Miley and her Dead Pets album. Mm. <laughs> I never listened to that song. I like barely, I don't even remember if I listened to that album once. I know, same. So I just thought it was like a very random and funny choice. Yeah. Wow. And our last one is what song would we want to be played at our funeral? Because there is also a funeral in this show. And, and all a of song this is- selection for a funeral. Yes, exactly. And all of this is pretty inspired by my um, newly recent obsession with Charlie XCX's podcast where she asks questions like this to famous people and I like hearing their answers. So I'm selfishly asking Jordan so I can hear her (laughs) answers. All right. So Jordan, what song would you choose to sing karaoke in front of all of our coworkers? Well, it's a tough one because it has to be a song everyone knows, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, we can't pull our, a deep cut, um, Juliet, Hey Juliet, tricks, LMNT, (laughs) it's still the best karaoke song in the game, but (laughs) for coworkers, um, it's actually funny because the first thing I thought of, it's not my final answer, was Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. That's a good one. Um, but I picked I what I landed on was Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Everyone knows mm. that song, amazing song and fun, fast, and everyone can like join in really easily, you know. Mhm. And it's just like a fun yeah, that's super a great fun answer. choice. Yeah. Our coworkers would love it. <laughs> I think they would. <laughs> um yeah, I also was like what songs would I not sound absolutely terrible to and like completely embarrass myself? Cause like always be my baby is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's too high. And I know that, but like, it's I so just, good. Like, it's so good. Well, have you but, heard recently? I saw a TikTok or something where someone was like, karaoke is not for good singers. Karaoke is for not sounding good. That's the whole point. And if you try to sound I'm a good, big believer in that. you actually look worse. And I think mm-hmm. that's true. Everybody gets mad at that person when they decide to choose a song that they know they sound good at and use that time as like a performance. No, 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 no. <laughs> so anyway, with all that said, I chose Goodbye Earl by The Chicks. Brilliant. I feel like that's also in my... um 
Oh, what's that word I'm trying to think? Register? Wheelhouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also wheelhouse. And also just like fun, funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You want to yeah, have a, a, a choice participation. Yeah. Like you want a choice that says, like, what does it say about you? Mm-hmm. It's a great, exactly. Great answer. Perfect karaoke song. <laughs> what does it say about me? I hate men. I think most of my Don't coworkers know that. Don't come near me. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What song would you like to have playing while you fall in love? Um... This is so for this answer, I feel like there's so many love songs that I just like love and hold dearly, but it's a very intimidating question to answer just one. And so I had to mm-hmm. answer like Phoebe Bridgers does on Charlie XCX podcast where she was like, what came what's like the the first things that are coming to mind to me today? And for me, it's Wake Me by Bleachers. I knew you were going to say that and I'm so happy. I was like I hope Jordan chooses this because I'm not choosing it, but I want to discuss how <laughs> beautiful and perfect it is. It would be so good in a in like a movie scene too. And it really I agree. the way that it builds, like it's just it sounds like love. Like it's so good. It's so romantic. Mm-hmm. But also While like, still fun having and like an upbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of lovey songs are so slow. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I like what this would bring. Well, if I ever catch you falling in love, I'll be sure to play that one (laughs) for you. (laughs) I try not to let anyone catch me or see that happening to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I had the opposite problem. I'm like, oh, I guess all my music is about, like, really sad stuff or just, like, uh not love that I would want but my number one that has it's been like this for a very long time it's Real Love Baby by Father John Misty it's one of my favorite songs of all time and also upbeat fun Mm -hmm. but also really romantic and cute and would also be good background music for a show or a movie scene I agree good choice thank you very much all right, last one. What song would you want to be played at your funeral? Um, I picked just a great song that I think is um moving and also fun is Light of a Clear Blue Morning by Dolly Parton. Mm, beautiful. It's so good. And I love how it gets like way fast at the end and it's just like Dolly rocking out. And that's just a great vibe I would like to have at my funeral. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. think that's a good vibe. I can picture that for you. Thank you. Um, mine I chose I chose Dancing on My Own because it's one of my favorite songs of all time and I want people to know that about me and remember that about me and yeah. have fun. Like just like the exit, leave on a high. And also the lyrics are kind of haunting when you think about it as like a funeral because it's like <laughs> I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? I'm haunting you. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. (laughs) That's a really good point. Well, even the title, it's just like, wow, sad. Like, Yeah, like it's still sad. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Wow, that's a great answer. 
That would be a good karaoke with your coworkers one too. They might not know it, but it's still such a good song. That's true. And they would be like, wow, amazing. All right. I'll have to remember that for mm-hmm. if we ever venture into karaoke. <laughs> I've always with like coworkers. secretly thought that would be funny, but do I actually want to do it? Like, and actually like have it be an activity? No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Wife and Beth want to give a synopsis. Um, so Amy Schumer plays a woman who is like 39. She's like close to 40. She is in a long-term relationship that is kind of, her life is just kind of stale. I would say like her job is kind of stale Her relationship with her boyfriend. Isn't really going anywhere. And does, she has basically no emotions about most of the things in her life. Um, strange relationships with her family and, then um something pretty shocking happens i i kind of liked watching and being totally blindsided by like all the incidents so i don't want to necessarily spoil it but it really makes her take a look at her life and she starts making a lot of changes and like kind of going a lot deeper into remembering um her personal history her family's history her relationships um especially with her sister and her romantic relationships and it's just like really 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 interesting i i liked it i i was surprised at how kind of subdued it was i think when you hear when i hear amy schumer i think it's going to be kind of like this like louder comedy you know like that's just kind of, that's what she's known for and so it was really fun kind of seeing her be really introspective especially since I think the last thing I saw her was her documentary about her tour and her pregnancy and it felt really true to that like true there's a lot that feels very autobiographical um and I really enjoyed it I thought it was really good yeah I didn't love it when I first started it and I don't know if it's because I had expectations of it being something else um but I did I was I was enjoying it by the end. I thought it was um I thought it was smart and relatable and yeah, just like a lot more like introspective than I was expecting. And it was still funny, but just in the more dry kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I thought that all of the act like the acting was really good and like the storylines were really interesting and done well. I keep thinking like if would someone who like doesn't like Amy Schumer like this? I don't know. I guess I don't want to put anyone in a box, but like I don't also don't know who I would recommend this to. Who would you say? Um, I think that if you hear what it's about without knowing that it's Amy Schumer, like I think that you can still enjoy it. I feel I was actually trying to think mm, about this. I was like, what is it that, that people hate about Amy Schumer? You know, like, is it mm-hmm. like, cause I've never hated her. So it's like hard for me to say like, what are the characteristics that maybe, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, I don't really. It was kind of like overexposure of when she first kind of came on the scene. Yeah. So it was just like, we're sick of seeing this woman. I don't know. 
that's kind of how I understood it. But yeah, I also was never really one of those people, so which is just it's like such the cycle. It's like that's why everyone there was back there's backlash against Jennifer Lawrence, who I also like. So I just I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I just think it's a I just thought it was like a solid, interesting drama comedy that did legitimately make like su- the joke surprised me at moments. So I was like laughing out loud, but also mm-hmm. it was very sad at other parts. Um, I also just think I really like things that kind of explore someone who's kind of just like floating around and isn't really actively participating in their life. And then kind of like figuring out how to become an active participant in their life, because I think that's really relatable and mm-hmm. so I think if you're kind of drawn to things that are kind of like this, that are kind of straddling that line between comedy and drama, even if you kind of are going in with reservations about Amy Schumer, I think maybe you should try it. And I think you might be surprised because something that I took away from it was because she was being so low key and was kind of like, like a, a lot of the funniest scenes to me were where she was just like reacting to kind of like a goofy quirky character like it happened a lot where there'd be like um there's one part where she gets an mri and like the doctor is very quirky and she's kind of just like blank face and so it's like i liked seeing all these other kind of comedians that i'm not familiar with kind of shining in this as well but because she's so deadpan she was also giving very funny reactions so it was still like Mm -hmm. i guess i'm kind of um rambling here but I just thought like the comedy I thought was very interesting in this but I also liked like you're saying how introspective it was I found it relatable and there were a lot of very dark things in this but it was all hopeful and um I don't know I just I really liked this yeah I think that the way you described it was actually perfect I didn't think you were rambling at all and I think that um Yeah, another reason why I felt like I related to it was because, like, she is the main character. Like, she doesn't have, like, a super, like, big personality, which is kind of part of her, like, not midlife crisis, but kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, like, people are like, oh, I didn't even realize that you, like, liked these things or, like, were like this. And um, I really liked that aspect of the show, too, because I feel like with tv everybody's personalities are pretty big in one way or another um so it just felt it felt extremely real Mm -hmm. and i feel like most characters felt like that on the show yeah i agree i was talking to jordan earlier though about how it's very interesting that like a lot of it is very um autobiographical about her but then a lot of it also I assume isn't well I know for sure isn't like I know her father isn't in the same exact situation as the father in the show and um Mm -hmm. whatnot and I do find it interesting to like see what people put in a show that's like real life and what they decide to change because like I wouldn't say this is like Amy Schumer's life story but there's definitely things in here that you're like oh yeah this is amy schumer's life experience that she's like putting in the show Mm -hmm. which i think is kind of cool yeah yeah i liked it and i wonder like 
like we probably know more about Amy Schumer just from the stuff that we've watched of her than maybe mm-hmm. the other people. a casual random person. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I'm like I've seen so much Amy Schumer content. I don't consider myself like a super stan, but I'm like I know like a lot about her. <laughs> but um, yeah, like so it's like if you I feel like if you've kind of been following her life ish that we that she's been presenting to the public it's like you can totally see the through lines between this and through her stand-up and through train wreck you know things like that like especially something immediately was that like her character has one sister which is like a huge part of a lot of her content of her Mm -hmm. relationship with her own real life sister and like that inspiring her on-screen sisters and stuff and so I always like stuff like that too yeah totally and I feel like we have to discuss that, like, the timing is pretty funny because we watched the show and then she hosted the Oscars this Sunday. And um, when the Oscars started and all three hosts were doing their, like, early bits, I was, like, laughing pretty hard. Like, and the group of people I was with, I feel like we're all still laughing. And... I was like, maybe I am a bigger Amy Schumer Schumer fan than I think I'm telling myself because I thought it was great. But then just dipping into Oscar content for a second, I did feel like the um, hosts are unnecessary after the opening scene. I don't think we need them moving forward. So that's my two cents on the Oscars. And but good job. Good job, Amy. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah I agree I I missed the very opening sadly which I think was like her most shining moment for sure but I did see like people tweeting wow that was really really funny like I didn't actually see any negative commentary online about the intro yeah I didn't really either and the all the punchlines that I did see were hilarious very very good and then it all went downhill yeah Well, the show is really sweet and a really quick watch. It they're like twenty five minute episodes, so and I think Jordan put it perfectly. If you're thinking of watching it, you should. Okay. With all that being said, Jordan, who's your crush of the week? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's actually I feel like I've been set up because <laughs> I claimed at the beginning of watching this show that I did not, I have zero attraction to Michael Sarah, which is generally still true. I've always, I've just not attracted to him, but he is my crush of the week. Cause this was, I think the cutest he's ever been. And he also, I've never really seen him um, in a role like this. Well, I think one thing I said to Taylor was he's not doing that stupid little voice. <laughs> <laughs> that he, he often does and it's part of his charm I get it but he was he really was like he really became this character for me um of John and mm-hmm. he was I thought he was great I thought he was so good yeah um I'm also choosing Michael Sarah because same I felt like he was so cute and um I just really liked the qualities that he would bring out like his character would bring out of the people around him and um there's a scene that like really stuck with me where um 
he and someone else are saying that they uh want to mean business together like as in like have a relationship and I just thought that that was like the cutest funniest like most romantic thing you could say to someone (laughs) like I mean I I mean business with you and I thought that was really funny and special and yeah it was really fun to see him it's been a really long time really long time I don't know if I mean you probably saw this but just like another funny tidbit is that when they were doing promo for the show, like Amy Schumer outed him as like ha- recently having a baby, which is so funny. She just like <laughs> and so sad. She just like dropped it and like yes, <laughs> I did hear about that and pretty funny. He's so private. Like people didn't even really know he was still like with anyone. No, and I think the baby's like six months old or something, <laughs> and it's just. It goes to show it would be so hard to do like promo with people and like you know about their personal lives and to like not just say things like that. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know if you have watched or are watching Life and Beth. Uh, Next week, we will be watching Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. So watch it and tune in next week. Bye. Bye.